Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. We rejoice and we are glad in it. Lord, you've given us all things that pertain to godliness and eternal life. Allow us to grasp those things and live above the fray. We don't live under our circumstances, Lord. We live above them because you raised from the dead and gave us a heavenly perspective. So, Father, allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet. Allow us to be strengthened in the inner man, Father God. Allow us to go from glory to glory. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for men of God and the word of God and the house of God. Prosper your word in our hearts today, Lord. Allow us to see you and be perfected in seeing you. We're transformed from glory to glory. Live, uh, allow us to live a life of excellence, Lord. We are the standard of God upon the earth because we are conforming to the image of Christ day in, day out. We think like Jesus. We speak like Jesus. We live like Jesus. We become all things to all people that we might win some to the Lord. We pray, Father God, that you use us as instruments in your hands, that we be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, Lord. Allow your word not to return void, Father God. Allow us to live according to your standard and measure of all things. Let us see with the perspective of heaven. Give us a biblical worldview, Lord. Let us be peacemakers and not in controversy, Lord. We pray, Father God, that you use us and our children and our children's children for your glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. For some people, the standard of excellence becomes a challenge, and it's not even, we said it, it's not even in their measure of definitions. Excellence is not what defines the ordinary common person. But I want to tell you that, that we were created for excellence because we were created for the glory of God. People don't even know how to say glory. That's why the Bible says they glory in their shame. Their God, their, their God is their belly. But the truth of the matter is the expression, the expression of every champion, the expression of every champion is glory. You cannot champion a field of excellence without it bringing glory to your life. You can't live for excellence without the consequence and the result being glory. When we speak of excellent, we speak of God's glory. And so the Bible tells us that we do all things with excellence because it's the standard of God. The glory of God is his infinite beauty. The glory of God is the beauty of of God's infinite manifold expression in every area. Every area of your life is supposed to display and manifest glory. Why? Because you're living with God's excellence, the standard of God. He said like this, um, uh, Moses, I need you to take the people into the promised land I need you to lead them to a land that uh, flows with milk and honey. I need you to be my champion um, in the backside of the desert. You bring them out of Egypt and pull them into Canaan. So the, the trajectory was a, a, was a crazy scenario. He was bringing a whole nation uh, to fill the earth with the glory of God. Everything that God taught his people 
would manifest an expression of excellence uh, in a powerful way. People don't even know the extent of this. It's, it's been so distracted and so hidden, but there in that people, in that leadership, in that, that laws, um, there's, there's one of the verses here. It says, to them pertain the patriarchs, the covenants, and the glory. That's what it says. I think it's Romans 3. If you guys could look it for me there, um, you, you'll see that, that it's the standard of the inheritance of God's people. He says God gave them these things to fill the earth with his presence and, and organized government, organized business, organized currency, organized everything according to the measure of God's law produces prosperity. And we, we haven't lived there. Um, <clears throat> we've been taught everything absent God's glory. We've been taught, listen to me, it's a travesty that we're taught how to do wrong. How to be a horrible husband, a horrible wife, horrible children. So there is no glory. But when, when Moses says, listen, you have this plan for me, and I'm not going to go to fulfill your plan unless I see you. Let me see you, and then I'll know who's coming with me, and then I'll be encouraged. So Exodus 33, 19, he said, I will make all who I am, I will make all that I am, all my goodness, pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious. I'll show this to whom I will. And I have compassion on those whom I will show my compassion. What's he saying there? He says, let me usher verse 19. He says, I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I'm, I'm going to show you everything I am. I'm going to show you, um, in, in verse 18, he says, show me your splendor. And the word he uses there is kabod. Please show me your glory. Show me who you are. Show, show me the, the extent. A, a lot of us can pray like that from this day forward. Lord, I want to live for your glory. I want to be the expression of your glory. Everything in my life, let it manifest who you are. And it's obvious that that comes upon us. And people's like, wow, that's You better point up to heaven, my friend. Whatever God does over your life, point up to heaven and say, I can do this because I'm going to glory in the Lord. That's why a lot of people are upset at me because I I toot my horn a lot. But I'm I'm not tooting my horn. I'm tooting on what God is doing and has done and is going to do. Look at, look at my marriage. What is it? The glory of God. Look at my children. What is it? The glory of God. Amen. Look at my life. What is it? The glory of God. Amen. There's no absence of excellence when you're f- pursuing God. And, and everything else of this world says the glory of man fades like the f- flower on the field. Whenever you're pursuing your own glory, it's going to crumble and fade. But the glory of God is the excellent expression of champions. Why am I yelling? Because I want you to get it. Go down deep. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, Paul understood. Whatever you do, whatever you do, brother, I don't want you to be ignorant, right? Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all 
for the glory of God. Excellence. And people are like, well, this is the year of excellence, but, but don't think it's coming from, of course not coming from you. How's it coming from you? God created the dust and blew on it, and he says, this is going to manifest my glory. I will cover the earth with my glory. I will share my glory with no other. So this is not about us. We, we lost us right there, crucified. It's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me, and now I live for his life, his beauty, the manifest presence of a glorious God. Too much for us. Too much for us. We, we always have, well, it's not me. It's going to be First uh, Corinthians one thirty one. According to it is written, he that boasts, let him boast in the glory of God. He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. Everything is a manifestation of his mercy and grace, of his truth and excellence, of his wisdom. I, I want to, my whole life, from the crown of my head, literally, because I used to have hair back there, and now it's a cr- beautiful crown, to the sole of my feet, all for the glory of God. Whether I eat or drink, I do it for the glory of God. Whether I step, I come. Whether I'm a lawyer, whether I'm a doctor, whether I'm a mechanic, whether I'm an instrument musician, whatever I do, as a manifest glory of God. And so we need that to sink in. We're saying that look what God has done. That's what glory is. That's what excellence is. That's what a heart of a champion is. You can't see a champion without excellence. It doesn't exist. Psalm 1911. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the, all of his handiwork proclaims his goodness. Is that the wrong verse? Yeah, it's the wrong verse, right? You guys look for, uh, for it for me. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The sky above proclaims his handiwork. So whenever there's not the manifestation of glory, that kabod in, in Hebrew, kabod, kabod. Psalm 19.1. Psalm 19.1. The heaven declares his glory. And all that we see that he has done on the firmament, the stars, the moon, all these things show his handiwork. Who are you? You're his creation. What were you created for? To fill the earth with his glory. Isaiah 43, 7. Everyone who's called by not my name, everyone who is called by my name, everyone who listens to my call to come to my name, whom I've created for glory. I've created for glory. I formed him. Yes, I made him. So there, there becomes our diminished effect of why there's such a big shadow of our lives. We were created to be champions, to walk in excellence, to fill the earth with glory, and we are, we are muddling in the mire, in the mud. We're not, we're not seeking those things above. We constantly get drowned in the things beneath. I gotta hurry up, I got five minutes. 2 Corinthians 3.18, now that we have nothing covering us from understanding these things, we unveil our faces, we can see in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and because we're seeing his standard and measure, we're being transformed into that same image, from kabod to kabod, from glory to glory. 
We're going to greater and greater. Listen, if we're not, I, I think what, what Nick said last night, uh, excellence prepares you for promotion. Why are we not being promoted? Because we haven't aspired to excellence. We're not doing the way things God wanted us to. And, and so we're not walking in uh, kabod. In fact, the word is ichabod. No glory. When we're trying to do things in a carnal earthly mindset where we're walking in fear and frustration, where we don't have the measure of God, we're not expressing, that's Ichabod. I, Kabod, Ichabod, which means no glory. It means God is not manifest. What we're trying to express in excellence becomes um, faltering. And, and one of the verses says, you are muddying the waters. You are walking in the mud, and it, when a righteous man falters, it's like muddy waters. You can't see clearly. You're like, I don't understand. Why, why isn't the manifestation of glory being re the result, the consequence? Tell you why. Because they're not walking for God's glory in his excellence the expression of champions. Um, when you talk about kabod in the Bible, it talks about splendor. It's talking about um, a measure of abundance, of honor. Every time you have excellence expressed in the heart of a champion, it results in glory. The opposite is no splendor, unfruitfulness, and dishonor. Instead of being a heavyweight, because kabod has a significance in the Old Testament as weighty, substantive. The opposite, Ichabod, is light. And that's where humor and comedy come from. Uh, uh, America, instead of being the land of God's glory, has become a land of dishonor, of lightweights. We, we remunerate comedians more than we do serious people. The serious people, we don't have an appetite for them. They bring too much heaviness. I, I had a man say, man, you lived life too heavy. You, you live life too serious. And I said, well, you're a clown. <laughs> you belong in the circus. And you're making light of what God makes heavy. Heavy is influence. Heavy is when your words speak, people, they don't want to speak after you. Because what they're going to say is not as serious. So it's the same thing as a heavyweight, a champion, and a lightweight. And so the costly materials like gold and silver and, and precious metals and diamonds, that, that's our standard. We, we don't build with hay and straw. We're not to put things together con saliva. You guys know what, what that means in the Cuban sayings? Like that's put together with spit. There's no glue and spit. That thing falls apart. There's no substance to it. 1 Corinthians 3.12, he says, if anyone builds, build with gold and silver. Build with the most excellent expression of your faith and in your uh, devotion. Build with things that are heavy and, and solid and things you could count with, not with stone, wood, and hay, wood, hay, and straw. Because if you build for, with, with those things like wood, hay, and straw, verse 13, each man's work will become clear when he starts going through trials. The fire will test each one's work. Lord, bring that fire in my life so my gold is purified and the dross is out. The impurities. Things wasting my time, wasting my talents, wasting my energies. Listen, the travesty that God has given us these 
amazing wives. But they have no heads. They have no leadership. So they're meddling in 50 different directions. They don't have a leader at home. God has put a champion in every home. What is that? The measure of excellence. So your wife could feel proud to carry your last name and not take on her maiden name. Why would a wife take on her maiden name? Because she hasn't met anything worth to transform her name. My daughter's keeping Molina for a long time. <laughs> till she meets somebody that's substantive. Why would she want to take on a name of a wimp? No, it's not going to happen. Not in my watch. She's looking for a champion. Can't find one. She told me when she was 12, she said, no, she was seven. She says, hey, daddy, uh, Corey says I'm not going to get married till I'm 35. I said, well, I'm sorry, honey. 35 it is. She goes, you're not going to interfere with God's plans for my life. She was seven years old. I said, well, if you find somebody who wants to marry you at 12, I'll marry you if he's a man. But you're not going to marry a wimp. My grandchildren are going to have a champion for a father. I'm not some uh, double-minded wimp character missing let me not go there let me not change my message <laughs> God wants us to have that reality that when the fire comes he doesn't give up throw the towel he's purified and stronger after the fire he's purified after gold and silver and diamonds and the coal hit the deep um, the temperatures of, of the the lower parts of earth, it comes shining bright, glorious. And that is uh, glory. That is the weight of where we're headed. You know, when they come up to Jesus, they said, Lord, um, teach us how to be the greatest. They didn't say, come on, teach us how to be mediocre. That's not the group you're sitting in. The, the disciple says uh, there, uh, Matthew 20, verse 26, it shall not be like this with you. Instead of whoever wants to be great among you, let him be a servant. Whoever wants to be a champion, let him take humility. That's one of the greatest assets in the life of any champion is the humility to know he needs to put harder work in it. Kobe Bryant says to become a basketball champion, four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning. What for? To be a champion on the court. You got to have a standard of a champion. The expression of excellence is God's standard resulting in glory for his champions. He didn't say whoever wants to be the least among you. Whoever wants to be the greatest. Matthew 23, 11, that he that is the greatest, he that is the greatest, that, that definition of greatest is not for the faint of heart. It's not for a coward. Man, we've made the church so miserable. Those people competing in the Super Bowl today, they had to work harder than anybody. They had to wake up early. They had to play their position. They had to know their playbook. They, they couldn't meander getting penalties. All these champions that will be on the field today have to fall at the heels of those of us that are living for the glory of God. One amen. Thank you. We're not to... You remember when you were growing up in the schoolyard, last one, last one is a rotten egg. Where did that come from? Why were we five, six, seven, eight years old and said, we were running, first one there, whatever, we used to say first one eats it, I guess. But last one is a rotten egg. Why? Nobody wants a loser on their team. 
So why have we made the church a culture of bunch of losers when God has called us to fill the earth with his glory? What does that mean? Excellence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there on the ledge and say, if your worship is not excellent, nothing else in your life is. If you're not in the fire of God, worshiping him with excellence, you can't turn around and treat your wife like the bride of Christ. You can't have those standards. You don't live for those standards. The root in that calling of the last one is a rotten egg says that, that we don't want people that are tardy. We don't want people without commitment, without loyalty. We don't want people that, that say they come here, but they're not living um, at that standard. 2 Timothy 2.5, he says, similarly, anyone who competes and so, so what does the sporting industry have to offer us? My friend, that that's, they're running for, for the Lombardi trophy. You're running for an unfading crown. And he says, run in such a way. It says, if anyone competes in sports, he doesn't get a trophy. Unless, well, they do nowadays, don't they? They're giving trophies to kids that don't win? Yeah. The devil is compensating the ones that don't put in hard work. You know why? Because they, they, they showed up. He didn't show up, but he was watching on the internet. I had a man tell, I said, well, listen to me. You need to move with Christ. He goes, I'm watching from the internet. I don't miss a service. I said, listen, you lame, poor excuse for existence. If you were to go become a surgeon at a hospital, you couldn't tell the hospital, he happens to be a doctor, that... That, that you're going to come to the operation through the internet. If you're playing for the Yankees, you don't say, I showed up at practice. I was there. And so you don't do that. You only do that in Christianity. Why? Because our standards are so poor. We let people be part of our church that, that are not walking or running with Christ. You know, I have the men on Monday nights. I said, if, if you guys allow somebody who doesn't show up to be in your group, that's on you, stinkhead. You allowed somebody to waste your time and to be in your group that doesn't show up. Kick him out. Get rid of him. Tell him he has 15 tardies. He can't graduate and be a member of the few and the proud, the ones that are fighting for their families and Christ. That if anyone competes in athlete, he doesn't receive a reward, a trophy, a crown, unless he, complete, he competes according to the rules. And people bringing up in Christianity their own rules. Well, my God doesn't throw anybody in hell. Well, my God says you don't have to go to church. Well, my God says grace is more than just. But my God says you don't read the Bible. Your God is Satan, my friend. Your God is not my God. God is not looking for performance, but performance is the measure of excellence. We said that. You don't get a trophy unless you compete well. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, I got to hurry up. Do you not know that those who run in these sports, they all run, but not all receive a prize. Run in such a way that you guarantee your win. Run in such a way that you express excellence in your worship, in your devotion, in your God. When I see false religions serve these false gods with excellence, I cry. I say, where are the people of God? We have the true God. We have true redemption. 
We have true glory. Where is our, our devotion and consecration? This week I said, listen, since we're calling all these men to be men and they don't want to come to be men, I'm going to write a book that's called What is a Sissy? We'll all go buy red high heels and lipstick and wear wigs and we'll probably have a bigger turnout. Because when you call men out, they don't come. They all have excuses. But maybe if we call the sissies, maybe they show up. Maybe the effeminate will, will garner strength. And then to trample the woman's beauty is an abomination anyways. These guys that want to be better looking than the women, it's not going to happen. Sorry. It's happening all over the world. It's not going to happen. They're competing. 2 Timothy 4, 7, Paul says this. Let's, let's go to verse, uh, first before we go, 1 Corinthians 9, 25. It says uh, 26. No, let's go 25. He says, they run for a perishable crown. Everyone who competes the prize is temperate in all things, disciplined. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we, an imperishable crown, verse 26. Therefore, because... There is reward. There is great expression of excellence. I run like this, not with uncertainty. I'm not running to third base, baseball. I'm running to first base, and I fight not as Charlie Chaplin. you got to see this, black and white, uh, no sound, right? And, and he's boxing, and he's swinging and beating the air. You're, you're making a ridiculous expression of a warrior. You're not beating the air. You're punching him right in the nose. You're taking your fight right to the target, to the bullseye. You're playing to be a champion, not a wimp. 2 Timothy 4, 7. Therefore, no, verse 27. Sorry, last one. Therefore, I discipline my body. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. I discipline my body, uh, you know, to get uh, to where I need to. I bring it to subjection. When I have preached to others, I myself might be disqualified. You, you want to forfeit? That's what he's talking about. We're not into this to forfeit. Forfeit means you didn't show up. Forfeit means that you did not participate. The, the mindset of a victim. When the Bible says Romans 8.37, in all these things, we're more than victors. We're more than champions. We're more than conquerors. Why? Because he who loved us brought us into this reality. I, I pray a transfusion in the spirit with this message this morning. Amen. I pray that, that you know that you're more than a conqueror. Um, the word victor that comes from victorious. The opposite is victim. Hey, mira, no puedo. Instead of Philippians 3, uh, 4, 13, I can do all things. Yes. God. I, it's not what I can't do. I can do all things. I can do all things. I'm not a victim. Nobody's taking advantage of me. I'm up there at the forefront fighting the battles of the Lord. It's made me a champion. I'm not a wimp. I'm not giving up. I'm not a victim. I'm not looking. Mira lo que me hicieron. That's not going to happen. My thoughts are I can do all things. Romans 8:28. All things work for good. I'm not going to buy the devil's narrative and his politics that things are going bad. They're getting greater. Why? God's in it. He hasn't given up. Amen. The devil's looking for a victim. 1 Peter 5.8. Looking 
what victim to devour, what, what sorry mindset. No podemos. Imagine a team going out to fight a battle saying we're going to lose before they even started the game. You don't want that guy in your team. We're sober, we're vigilant because the adversary, the devil walks about looking for a victim to devour. A victim mindset. He's always looking in the rearview mirror. The Lord says we're not those that draw back. Hebrews 10.39, we're not looking back. You can't plow a field when you're looking back. If you, if you look back, you have no part in the kingdom. We're not those who draw back. We're going to lose. I can't believe the coaches, the referees. Uh, when I was coaching my kids, there's like, no, we're losing because of referee. I said, no, you're losing because of you. No, no, I didn't say that. I'm not going to go there. You're losing because of you. You got to play better than the referees. Better than the other team. Better than the snow and the rain. Better than the mud. Better than breaking your bone. You got to win. We don't draw back. We don't quit. We don't throw the towel. That's not us. That's not us. We have a champion before us to remind us he's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Your worship is lame in, in measure of what it should be. And people say, so you don't want to become a fanatic. Yes, I, I'm, I'm going to run 100 yards. I'm going to be more than a fanatic. I'm going to score. You know what's to score? You, if you don't score, you don't win. What, it is, what, what is it to score in the life of faith? What it is to win a soul? What it is to destroy the works of darkness? What it is to, to raise up? That's not even proper English. Sorry, English teachers. What is it to be a champion? That you don't settle for less. That you, people tell me, oh, I think you're too radical. Have you ever told an Olympic athlete you're too radical? No, why? He's going for the gold. He doesn't want the silver. He doesn't want the, what's the other one? The bronze. He doesn't want to qualify. He wants to be a champion. And that's the glory of, of champions. Uh, the expression of excellence is the glory of champions. I got to finish here. His mindset, Philippians 4.8, on all things true, all things honest, all things just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever things are of good report, think on these things. Ephesians 5.14, wake up! Woo, that was good. <laughs> wake up, you sleepy head! That was better. Arise from the indifference and the passivity of death! Why is the pastor screaming so much? So Christ will give you light. You're working out. You're working hard. You don't, you don't stop. See that you walk circumspectly, uh, verse 15, not as a fool, redeeming the time. The clock is, I, I hate the dolphins. Okay, that just came up. They start trying with two minutes left. They're world champions, but they wait for two minutes and score 20 points, but they're down 35. You don't start at the end, start at the beginning. Get all the points up front. The days are evil. Let the devil score on you. Verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand the will of God. Understand how to be on the team. What's the playbook? What's the uniform? What's the time frame? What's the out of bounds? You did great. You've just been running out of bounds for 50 yards. You got to go all the way back. Because you did not wash the lines. Let's stand today. Father, thank you for this day. 
Father, you brought us a champion so we could be a champion. You brought us redemption, oh God. Perfect our worship, Lord, to the level and measure of excellence. The expression of glory is that of champions who live all things for the glory of your name, Lord. We pray and thank you for Jesus Christ who got, died on the cross that we might receive his life, that we might be seated in heavenly places, that we might have life and life in abundance, oh God. Father, let us shake off the indifference and passivity of wimps, Lord, that do not champion the cause of God and have excuses on a hundred fronts why they don't give God their best, Lord. This year, a year of excellence for us, Lord, let us walk in such a way that we glorify our Father in heaven. And Father, save our family members when they see our seal, when they see our passion, when they see our treasures laid at your feet, they will come and worship. Father God, remove the indifference, passivity, double-mindedness, mediocrity of those who do not win, oh God. You've made us more than conquerors in Christ, and we glorify in your name. In Jesus' name we pray, and the house of God says, amen! amen.